This is Steven. And this is Tracy. And this is the Just the Two of Us podcast. on the following platforms Podbean, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, Player FM, Google Play, and TuneIn. Just search Just the Two of Us Podcast. You can also follow us on social media on Facebook at Just the Two of Us Podcast or on Twitter at JTTOU Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back. Hey, what's up? To a brand new Piping Hot Out the Kitchen podcast. Oh yeah, fresh and hot. <laughs> it's like the remix to Ignition. Hot and fresh, fresh out, out the, the kitchen. kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Our yeah. Kelly fans will know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but with with 25% less sex slave <laughs> and yeah. other things that R. Kelly likes to do. Yeah, I know R. Kelly is over here. But only 25% less. <laughs> In any event. Um, yes, let's get... This uh, podcast popping, popping. Yeah, this episode we're gonna talk about the Last Jedi. Yes, the uh, the episode. What is it? Seven, eight, eight. Episode eight, eight. of the of the trilogy we yes. just saw this weekend. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just give a give you guys our thoughts on it. It's a it was a lot to take in. Yes, it was a long movie, two and a half hours. Yes. So <laughs> a lot happened, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So where do you want to start, Tracy? What did you What did you think? Well, of the movie? I have a lot of notes. You can hear my notes. Um, and I usually don't make a lot of notes like this for movies because I that we review and talk about just because I'm somebody who, as I told Stephen, I kind of forget a lot of stuff <laughs> after I watch movies. Like by next week, had I not written all this stuff down, I would have probably forgotten about what pretty much happened and um so yeah I, I had to make a lot of notes immediately so I could uh, talk about this so uh don't mind me as I flip through my pages but um yeah I guess we can kind of start like I mean I guess we typically start about our start talking about our overall thoughts and impressions of the movie um and then we can kind of go from there but uh yeah overall it's like as I have thought about it now a little bit more overall I I liked the movie. I generally like the movie. Um, and I think, yeah, I can just kind of expound on that, you know, as we really start talking about, you know, various things in the movie, but like, yeah, I mean, I thought it, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was, um, there's a lot of heartwarming, um, scenes in the movie that I really, I really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Um, it was not as a lot of people have been alluding to, it was not a typical star Wars movie. And, um, for me that, that kind of doesn't really mean too much (laughs) to me because I I haven't really enjoyed star Wars movies. Like many other people like enjoyed meaning like I haven't taken them in as much like, yeah, the old star Wars movies, I barely remember. And then, like, the more recent ones, uh, you know, The Phantom Menace, I think that was the only one I really saw all the way through. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, I did see, obviously, The uh, Force Awakens. I actually rewatched that recently so I could uh, remember what the heck happened um, and before we went into this movie. So, yeah, like, I'm not a big Star Wars buff, so you're definitely going to get a different take um, from me about 
the movies. And neither am I. I mean, I, yeah, I watch Yeah, but you know Wars. a lot more than I do. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not so. like a Star Trek person who's like watched, all, you know, read all the ancillary right. books and watched all the different shows, mm-hmm. Clone Wars and things like that. I haven't mm-hmm. seen any of that stuff. So it's pretty much my knowledge is like strictly limited to like the movies. Right. Yeah. So you're going to get a very non-Star Wars nerd review here. So if you're looking for more in-depth uh, knowledge and, and theories and all of that stuff, then you might want to turn this off because that's not what no, you're going to get. No, no, we don't want well, to Well, we don't want you to turn it off, but like we seriously, like to... this is going to be a nice, I think... It's not going to be too deep into... Yeah, it's going to be... It's not going to be surface, but we're we're going to like give you our thoughts and opinions, but it's not going to be all like, yeah theory-based and conspiracy theories or whatever people are out there talking about. But in general, like I said, I did I did enjoy the movie. I thought it was like, you know, really... It, it was... Um, what is the word I want to really use? Like, um, it had a lot of elements, yes. Like, different elements that I think are, are, well, I'm pretty sure are not very typical of a lot of sci-fi type movies. Like what? Like, aliens <laughs> or like well, what elements are you talking about that well it was typical well i think there were some tender moments you know what i'm saying like heartwarming moments like these connections that um various characters had between each other and you know I, we can talk about that in a bit but like i thought there were some connections that were made that were that i don't think you just typically see that in a lot of um sci-fi type you know space type movies Mm -hmm. you know it's all about the action really and it's all about you know invading planets and all that stuff you see how technical i can get when it comes to talking about sci-fi movies but um and i do like sci-fi movies but like i i i can't think off the top of my head other other uh movies but i'm just i i just don't generally see some of the like kind of heartfelt messages and discussions and um just elements that you see that you saw in this movie, or that I felt I saw in this movie. Mm-hmm. So overall, uh, yeah, it was a different take, I think, than what we've uh, known Star Wars movies to have, and, and I enjoyed it. How about you? I liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good. Um, it was, like I said in the introduction, it, it was a lot to take in. It was, mm-hmm. it was two and a half hours, so mm-hmm. it may have been the longest Star Trek movie. Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Don't want to ever make that mistake again. Uh, Star Wars movie. But, um, yeah, I like how it, it, we get more detail and in, in, in depth how it subverted a lot of uh, people's expectations of how the story is going to go. Because mm-hmm. uh, essentially, you know, a big criticism of The Force Awakens, and I had this somewhat same criticism, was that it was basically a redux of... A New Hope, which is the original Star Wars movie from 1977. Like, all mm-hmm. the, like, you know, plot threads and things went just basically along the same line. So it was like a carbon copy. Mm-hmm. And that was some criticism in the first movie. So I think a lot of people were expecting this to be a carbon copy of The Empire Strikes Back, which was the, you know, the middle chapter of the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. And this kind of really didn't do that. I mean, it had mm-hmm. some elements of of Empire Strikes Back and then also has, you know, some elements of I would say Return of the Jedi, but it mm-hmm. wasn't like a straight okay copy of scene for scene and, and beat for beat. Mm-hmm. You know, emotional beat. It was gonna be just the same as Return of the Jedi. So I like how it, it kind of subverted some of those things. Mm-hmm. So I uh, overall like I enjoyed it. I mean I definitely would like to 
see it again to kind of get more, uh, you know, get more uh, insight into the movie and, and look at things a little bit closer and deeper. Mm-hmm. But on first viewing, I, I enjoyed it. Cool. So um, the way I kind of organized myself was to just think about some of the overarching, like, I guess, ideas or themes that they were trying to get out there. I mean, really the main theme I think everybody can can um, gather from this movie um, and this kind of came from multiple characters. Uh, no, wait a minute. What? I just thought of something. Okay. Before we go any further. Okay. <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. This is going to be lots of spoilers. <laughs> right. Because I don't think there's a, a way we can talk about this movie without get, engaging in some spoilers of what happened. So if you're someone who doesn't want to know anything about the movie at all, then you probably should just see the movie first and come back. Right. This podcast and, and listen along with us so you can, you know, see if, if your thoughts on the movies kind of track with our thoughts or, you know, where they diverge. Right. Okay. Can we move? Yeah, we, <laughs> we can, can move go on. back. Okay. That was our spoiler warning. Okay, that was our spoiler warning. All right. So, um, as I was saying, I was just um, looking at um, first the kind of the, the major theme that was, in my opinion, brought forth, which was. Basically, we need to let the past die. <laughs> I think that was said. Right, that was what you got out of it. Quite a lot. Yeah. I mean, it was more than that. But I mean, basically, I feel like they they were trying to get across to the audience that we, we need to like move on. Like we need to move forward. Like, I mean, that's a whole. I mean, to me, like, what's the point of the title? The Last Jedi. Like, I mean, I think there's some notes in there that like, yeah, like, OK, obviously Luke Skywalker is gone but you know and he knew that it was his time to go you know but like i think also it's about this is like the last of what you know as like the star wars like universe in fact i kind of um read somebody's um tweets and i have some tweets too that you know really sparked a lot of thought for me about this movie which was like yeah like i think the whole thing is like hey these are some this is new territory here that we're going into and it's like new characters and and just everything is new and so i think like you know not only did luke say that but also um you know kylo ren was saying that like move on we need to let the past die we need to like let this all go and i don't really think that was meant for the characters or just for the characters in the movie but like for us as the audience, because I mean, if you've read anything online about people who dislike this movie and there's a lot of that going on, I mean, I can't understand why people would like this movie unless they just have been holding on to some very high expectations and hopes for this oh. movie to be something that it clearly is not. <laughs> yeah, I think that's definitely the case. I mean, so, people have such high expectations. Like, I've seen some reactions online where people acting like this movie was trash. Like, it was yeah. a bad movie. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, I read know, somebody, he said he walked out of the movie. Like, these people I'm need like, to what? slow down. Like, have you seen what other movies have done? And, you know, other movies in theaters in recent years? Like, you just have unfair, un- high expectations yeah. of Star Wars. Like, right. people... And people seem to forget, like when the original trilogy came, trilogy came out. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people who was big Star Wars fans now, they watched them when they were kids, and right. even and when they when they first came out. And even if you didn't watch it when they were originally in theaters, but you watched them in uh, you know on video or something, the, the, you're usually your first exposure to it is as a kid. Sure. 
So it's like, you know, these people have all this criticism about the about the movies, but they keep forgetting. It's like, you know what? When you first saw the original trilogy, you were a kid. Right. You know? If you went back and you watched the original trilogy for the first time mm-hmm. now in 20, you know, in the 21st century with Twitter and social media and all that, you probably would be criticizing them and, and tweeting about them and talking about how bad those movies were. Right. You know, like you're doing now to these movies. And, that, and right. I think that's like an issue people just don't seem to realize. Like, these movies are generally competently made they're really you know mm-hmm. good movies i mean the new prequels that george lucas did yeah they i mean they weren't perfect they had a lot of issues mm-hmm. uh, i can see that but they also had some some still some good elements as part of the story right and you know and these movies seem to be even even more focused than his movies were with, with a with a purpose and i mm-hmm. feel like they they did a pretty good job especially working with the weight of Okay, how do we advance these stories based on characters created by a man over forty years ago? Right, and also keep it fresh and new for the new movie going experience. Exactly, that's what I said too in some of my notes. I said I think it would. I literally said this. I wrote that I think it would do the franchise a disservice to keep things exactly the same. We need to see growth and change. Again, the old movies are there for nostalgia if you need that, and I think it's time to move, for- to move forward with uh, new stories. I also said, um, yeah, just basically what you were saying, too. Like, you know, I think, um, you know, a lot of people who grew up with these movies, um, you know, I think are really looking for for that, you know, nostalgic feel with these new ones. And, and you have to remember that, like, yeah, when you're a kid, you know, watching these, like, you had different viewpoints and thoughts about, you know, what you were seeing versus now as, you know, an adult, like, 40, 50 years old or 60 years or however old you are at this point. Like, you know, I think you have to realize, like, you, you're, you're a different person. You know, I, I don't know if people go into movies thinking about that, but, um, or into these specific movies thinking about that, but, you know, when I, when I was reading, um, just people, um, just one example. Some of the people, actually quite a few people I was reading on um, various things saying that they thought the humor fell flat. And I was just like, really? Like, I didn't think, I didn't think that. I mean, yeah, like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get a hit out of every joke you make in a movie, right? But like, overall, I thought the humor was good. And like, somebody was like, yeah, this humor just really fell flat. And I'm like, I wanted to ask this person, like, how old are you, first of all? And, like, you know, are you basing this off of, like, the past movies? Because I can't imagine the old movies, like, looking back at the old movies, I'm like, do you think those jokes were, like, amazing? Like, as an adult now, like, if you were a kid, you know, back then, like, thinking, like, the, the humor there, was that good? Yeah. Like, you know what I, Like, I just couldn't understand, like, like, I don't know, that 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 idea that the humor was just flat out bad no i like, mean people are just this. being like nitpicky in their yeah. their uh, critiques when they're saying that like i thought the humor was all right it had a lot of funny moments yeah i mean i don't think the humor was as great as let's say yeah. the the marvel flicks if we're, if we're going to compare right. apples to apples as far as like big franchises with larger than life characters right. like the marvel movies do like humor great i mean they're so oh, yeah, good they're at that really, really good. but there wasn't like they were terrible jokes i mean yeah, it's some like people felt they were forced like the the the, the jokes in this movie were because they had good, right because yeah. like, they had this expectation like right you know when you think about like 
Luke Skywalker. Like they, they always have this this view of Luke Skywalker being you know this cool character. He mm-hmm. defeated Darth Vader. He defeated the Emperor. Mm-hmm. You know they have the image of of, of Luke wearing all black mm-hmm. and and Tatooine and, and and Return of the Jedi being mm-hmm. this cool guy going undercover. And you know they they think well with him you know making a joke to Ray about. You know, when she gives him the, the lightsaber and you're expecting right. this whole momentous moment when he, he takes the lightsaber it. and he just tosses it away like it was garbage. Right. And people then think that was funny. I was like, wow, that was funny and also very subversive mm-hmm. <laughs> and subverted, you know, what what your expectations were. And I was like, right. oh, that was kind of funny. He's like, F this lightsaber. Like, I don't need this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that was... Um yeah, that was something that, um, you know, I thought, too, in, for, in terms of, um, yeah, just how people feel. And and then I also thought, too, like, you know, we have to think about how these movies can go forward by, you know, I'm sure, well, it's clear that they wanted to bridge this um, new and older generation, um, older, newer fans. And, you know, how do we make this enjoyable for for older fans of the movies and for the new generation? You know, I feel like I'm a new generation, even though I was, you know, alive <laughs> and able to watch the old ones. I really don't remember them um, that much. So I feel I feel like I'm a newer generation fan. Um, but like, I get it. Like, I get that, you know, the to me, like, bringing in the older characters um, from the, you know, the characters from the older movies in um, to The Force Awakens, you know, it helps kind of bridge that gap. But like, I'm wondering, did people really start thinking like these characters were going to just continue on in the franchise and then we're just going to continue to see, see them and all this stuff? I'm like, I think that they're doing a good job at like, saying to us as the audience, like, you we've got to let these people go mm-hmm. you know i mean we've got to move on we want to tell new stories and this is a new a new age is 2017 now you know there's going to be you know lots to tell that's going to be more relevant to this new generation and not the old generation but i still don't think that they're trying to like you know um push out the old generation you know of people old generation of fans you know so i think that I just think that they um, they have to take that into consideration in doing these movies. Like, I mean, obviously in real life, these actors are much older now. I mean, Mark Hamill's like 66. Unfortunately, Carrie Fisher has passed. You know, um, Harrison Ford is up there. You know, I mean, he's not, you know, he's no longer in the movies now. So like, yeah, I mean, I really wonder if people just thought like, oh, okay, we're going to get this like kind of reboot of what we were used to and we're going to have these old characters back and you know it's like no we have to we have to move on so like right. that theme to me just is what was just like blaring like we are trying to do something new here so we want to let y'all know we're moving forward <laughs> yeah i mean, i think it was evident by yeah like you said about, about luke and the way he treated the situation where you know, he he thought it was time for the Jedi to die. Mm-hmm. He thought that, as far as the Jedi were concerned, that there there was no reason for the Jedi to have all this, you know, this mythological uh, reputation of, mm-hmm. I guess, defenders of the of the universe or the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the only ones who have control of the Force. You know, it right. was more like, you know what? screw all that, like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I messed up one too many times, and, and that's kind of like, yeah, it's time to move on and move forward. And mm-hmm. 
and, and I think yeah that that theme was pretty much much of it was uh set forth and and pushed through the movie through a Luke's character and his arc in the movie kind of like pushed that theme right from beginning all the way to the end where we see the little boy you know get the broom you know command the broom right, the little the boy worked in the stables of right. those uh whatever things they are fathiers fathiers yeah Okay. But there's a difference in spelling and some people are saying fathiers or falfiers. So I don't know how they're really supposed to be spelled, but it's like a falfier, a fathier, oh. something of that nature. Okay, the more but you we know. would have to investigate that. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, we can see from the beginning to end that this is where this this franchise is trying to move us is is forward. So um the breaking of the lightsaber also that was something else I was gonna bring up. You know, that's another like Boom! Message like this is done. This is over. Yeah, yeah because you see, you know, the lightsaber broke when when uh, Kylo Ren mm-hmm. and Rey were using the Force, each trying to grab a hold of it mm-hmm. when they were in the Emperor's chamber. Um, and it just broke in half because it's more like, all right, we're not doing the same old thing we've done before. Mm-hmm. This is going to go in, in a totally different direction, right? Um. Yeah, because let's talk about that. Like, as okay. far as, I guess uh, I mentioned earlier about subverting people's expectations. Like, people kind of mm-hmm. expected this to go like Return of the Jedi, where mm-hmm. uh, in Return of the Jedi, Darth Vader eventually turned against the Emperor and right. killed the Emperor. Right. And, you know, went back to the light side as opposed to the dark side because Luke was able to convince him mm-hmm. to, to make that choice. And people were, I guess, maybe expecting. Uh, the last Jedi to go, Jedi to go in the same direction with Rey mm-hmm. trying to convince Kylo Ren to join the light mm-hmm. and kill the Emperor, and then like all is good. So right. I guess people are kind of expecting that. And I, I guess that also goes to the point of people are upset about the movie not being good because it didn't follow their expectations. But right. if the movie went just like that, they would have complained about it being predictable. Right. That's, <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, yeah, I mean, I think I tweeted something about that too. Like either like you go along with what, like, you know, these theories, you know, are out there or whatever. Like if that happens, it's like, Oh, this is so predictable. This is like what we expected. And, and it's not that great. And or we go in a different direction and like, oh, I can't believe they went in this direction. Like, it's not, like I, I just think that the hardcore Star Wars fans, I mean, I would love to know if any hardcore Star Wars fans like really ever enjoy any of these the newer, you know, movies, um, because I just don't understand how you can have such high expectations and and enjoy any of this stuff. But I mean, it's pretty much like if. If they love the original trilogy, mm-hmm. I guarantee you they probably hated the prequels. Yeah. And then if they don't like these other movies, these new sequels, then it's like, basically, you just admit all you care about is the original three movies. Yeah. And because that's, these that's movies up to are, you. That's they're fine. different. Like, they're, they're different than the prequels, and they're mm-hmm. made differently, and, you know, they're, they're made well. And it's like, okay, I mm-hmm. can understand people not liking the prequels. Mm-hmm. But then if you don't like the prequels and you don't like this, it's like, okay, what are you looking for then? Because right. this kind of addresses some of the issues of the prequels where people didn't like about, you know, how George Lucas, like some of the writing was stilted and the mm-hmm. acting from some of the characters. And also the whole, you know, prequels was a lot of it was about, uh, was shot, you know, most of it was shot with green screens. Mm-hmm. So there weren't <laughs> physical sets. So mm-hmm. everything had a, 
a fake mo- a video game feel about it where mm-hmm. it felt like there was no consequences. There was no weight to the movie because mm-hmm. everything was like all digitized mm-hmm. as opposed to these movies that decided to take it back old school with physical sets and physical props and, mm-hmm. and things that actually exist rather than putting CG- CGI in later. Yeah, it looks and, way better than the older one, the, the prequels. Yeah. Right, so they, you know, they, they rectify some of those problems, but people still don't like it. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah, then you're just... <laughs> you're not going to ever like these then basically um were there any other things that you wanted to bring up because my next topic was going to be in terms of um either we could talk about like relationships between people or like you know just all like the action and the adventure sure least. let's talk about action and adventure okay <laughs> action and i mean i'm just trying to category <laughs> put these things in the category so um Okay, yeah, so I broke down kind of like, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm missing maybe something, but like one, two, three, four, like five main kind of sequences. Although I did kind of categorize like the space battles as one whole thing because that's just kind of how I just did it. But anyway, but we can talk more in depth about it, obviously. But um, so the usual kind of space battles, like what they opened up the movie with and, and you know, just them out in space, like fighting. Like I, I was just kind of like, okay, this is... This is typical, right? Like this isn't like I didn't find anything like um, awesome about any like parts of it. Yes, but just in general, I'm I'm really generalizing. Like the overall like kind of space battles again, like the opening um, sequence where they're fighting um, and they're trying to bomb um, the um, I guess Snoke's ship. Yeah, the dread, um, they call it dreadnought. Yes. Okay, I couldn't think of that word for the life of me. So they, you know, they were trying to bomb that. And yeah, like, so that was like up until that moment. Yeah. I just thought, okay, it's the usual kind of space battle, whatever. Um, there wasn't anything like extra, like amazing, which I kind of feel like in comparison to the force awakens, I thought that those space battles were much better, more exciting. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was because we got to see a lot of it from, um, Poe's uh, point of view, like him, you know, out there. But like, I, I don't know. I felt like these were a li- slightly maybe underwhelming in a sense, but like there were points of it that were, you know, good. Obviously, like when we get, we're getting towards the end and, you know, um, Holdo like rams their ship into Snoke's, you know, ship. Like that Did was you say Holdo? Holdo. Hold- like, I know. It's not like you said Holdo. I know. It does, it's hard to say. Holdo? Have you tried saying that? Holdo? Vice. Yeah, it found it. You do want to say Hodor, <laughs> but you know, it would have been exciting if it was Hodor instead. <laughs> and Hodor was this Hodor, 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 Hodor. And he just crashes the ship. Hodor, maybe that's how she got her name because it's kind of like hold the door, too. Hold up, hold up, hold up. What door was she holding? I don't know, but I'm just saying, we don't know her past. We don't know her past. <laughs> we don't know anything about her. <laughs> Which is kind of a problem in and of itself yeah. with these movies, because it's like, you, they introduce a lot of characters right. in these movies where we don't know anything about them, and mm-hmm. we're supposed to, But don't get into that. We can talk about that later. Care about them? We can talk about that later. Can we talk uh, about that later? Okay. No, I don't want to get off track. Okay. Because we're talking about the action and adventure. Well, okay, talk but about yes, you are right. We're going to talk about that, though, because like, okay. we don't know. Hold okay, yeah, so anyway, so I just felt like, yeah, for the most part, the space battles in general were like, okay, cool, they're just space battles, whatever, nothing, like, amazing. Like, I mean, there was, a, that was, like, the biggest 
part, which I think I did say was like, yeah, when she like ran the ship into Snoke. So like that was awesome. Um, let's see. So the other things, um, the other uh, adventurous things I thought. So do you want to talk about the fight scene with Ray and Ren? I'm just gonna call him Ren. Um, I'm gonna call him Ren Ben. MC Ren. Ben Ren. I mean, how is his name Ben? His real name Ben. But then he's like Kylo Ren. It's like Kylo Ren Ben. Sorry, I just find that funny because it rhymes. Sorry. <laughs> You're looking at me like okay. I don't find it funny. So, do you want to talk about that fight scene? Go right ahead. Did you what like do you, it? What do you I mean, about? I thought it was good. Like these were like things no, it was, that I really it was thought one were of the better like fight awesome. scenes. You know, probably the best scene to me. The one thing that is consistent in all the Star Wars, I, no matter what faults they have with character development, plot, yeah, acting, whatever you name it, uh, the lightsaber battles are always the hotness. Every single, Every single movie, time. they have a hot they have lightsaber to. battle. I think that's the one thing. They kind of got to do. Yeah, and they do it Star well. Wars. I mean, so, everyone I mean, from you know, you think about like the, the you know lightsaber battle between you know Luke and Vader and Empire Strikes Back, or maybe between yeah. um Jin and Obi Wan Kenobi and Darth Maul and Phantom Menace. Like the lightsaber battle, or or Yoda and mm-hmm. and Attack of the Clones. Um, the lightsaber battles are always like fire and this was no exception i yeah, mean between really you know with ray and kylo ren like joining up and fighting like the i guess the this is snoke's people, snoke's like people. but you know what guys. i thought about because this is something <laughs> yeah. i thought about with when 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 in the flashback when luke was telling the story of how ren you know like killed most of the the jedi mm-hmm. and then took a few took a handful with him you know, when they were training, took a mm-hmm. handful of the Jedi with them. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, what happened to them? That's what I kept thinking of. But then I thought, well, maybe they're the ones who were protecting Snoke. The guys in red, maybe those were the Jedi that that Ren took with him, the handful of Jedi. And when he joined the dark side, he took them and, you know, mm-hmm. brought them to, to, to Snoke. And then they became like his personal guard while maybe. Kylo Ren kind of became like the... Mm-hmm. The leader of it, maybe, because um, they were exceptional. They were very good, and you know they, and it was cool because they each had like little different weapons, right? And it was nice how they like kind of expanded it. It's not just lightsabers, you know. They had, right, like, these like lightsabery like axes, like, right? And then axes just, like, and labor, like nunchuck looking chain, chain. I don't know if it was yeah. a, no, it was like a chain yeah, thing like a chain, or something. Yeah. I don't know, but whatever. He like he like stretched that thing. It was like a chain. Yeah. yeah, and that fight that was, was cool. That, that was hot, and then like, oh, the thing with, uh, you know, when when Ren, Ren, you know, killed Snoke with Ray's lightsaber, he turned right. it towards him and turned it on, and then <sighs> cut him in half. Yeah, like, that was that was hot. hot. Yeah, the audience was like, whoa, <laughs> like, I know, this crazy, cut in half, Darth Maul style, and it was like unexpected, and then yeah. it was like because you kind of think. First of all, you didn't expect Snoke to die then. Yeah, yeah. If anything, yeah. you it, because if it was following the typical Star Star Wars formula, people mm-hmm. were probably expecting Snoke to die in the third movie. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, but, I, I did. I thought so. Yeah. No, but now with this, this opens up the door for Kylo Ren to kind of be so, like, like really? the, the boss. Well, he's named himself. Yeah, yeah, he just mm-hmm. calls himself the boss. Um, and the 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 the, the fight was was nice. I mean, it's mm-hmm. still. It doesn't bother me as much as I guess it bothers other people how 
skilled Ray is at fighting lightsaber battles. Yeah. So someone who hasn't like trained to be a Jedi. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I understand she has the Force and she can like do things with her mind, mm-hmm. but how does she learn? To like wield this lightsaber because she she didn't learn it from Luke. It was three days she was at Luke's crib over there in uh, the island place. Like Luke mm-hmm. didn't teach her how to like fight with a lightsaber and all that stuff. And actually, he gave her he gave her he he gave her a nice light training compared to what Yoda gave him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Empire Strikes Back, Yoda had him walking around in a swamp carrying him around. <laughs> he had him face his fears by bringing Darth Vader. Yeah, projection into the swamp. Like he, he mm. troop, she got off light hanging out with Luke as far but as remember training. Luke didn't want to train her in the first right. place. He didn't so want to train in the first place. So he like was like, This is how not to be a I know. He's like, Whatever, you do what you want. So Well, but then I think too, like, she did get you know, she just obviously trained herself, but she was you saw in the movie, like she was using that long stick to like practice with. And she, right, but and that's you, the stick, but that's different than the light. Well, yeah, no, though. I know, but she has some techniques. I mean, it's all it's all kind of the same motions, if you will. Like, I mean, I, I get it, it's not a lightsaber, but like, she she had some skill using using that, and she realized like, oh, wait, let me just use this lightsaber because that makes more sense. So, I mean, yeah, like, she, she I get, like, how she had a little bit of skill before because she was using that same stick in Force Awakens. So, you know, she was fighting off various things out in the desert <laughs> on J- uh, Jakku. So, I mean, she had a little bit of skill, but yes, not lightsaber training, but still. Um, yeah, so that fight was dope. That was like, I think that was my favorite like action scene. Um, the next one I was going to talk about, um, how did you feel about the scene? Um, I guess when they were, the battle on crate, you know, that whole scene with them, um, you know, Finn and, you know, all of them trying to hold off. Well, I don't even horses. know the name of that place So you said Finn. Like, I don't remember the name of that place. It was called Crate. I, I, I did research. I just call it the Casino, <laughs> the casino oh, no, that, Planet. No, that's Canto Bite. That's oh. the Casino Planet. What I'm talking about is the Red, the Salt Place. Oh, the, the Salt. Well, I don't want to just call it the Salt Planet. You have to, you have to break this down into, like, layman's terms for me. For you, because you didn't. Salt Planet, Casino <laughs> Planet. That's all I needed to know. All right, Salt Planet. So, yeah, the, yeah, the, the Red you know yeah the salt planet the salt planet well i thought it was interesting like i want to know because they escaped to the salt planet (laughs) you know because former rebel base rebel or former rebel base and they thought maybe they could hold up and ask for help right but yo how did the the empire get those at at down there so quickly you know at at are the big Mm -hmm. yeah yes That I was wondering that too. I I was very confused about I'm that. I'm like, yo, okay, they 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 fly their ships. They 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 yeah, they, sure. they, get, they escape transports. They get to the planet. They mm-hmm. get they lock themselves in, and the next thing we know, like the the Empire or First Order, whatever you want to call them, already have like five or six of those things landed, and they've got the as Finn called it, a mini Death Star. Yeah, how do they get all of that? To the planet so quickly, quickly, you know that was kind of like weird. I really expected them to have some time to figure things out before all of that happened, and it just happened. So, I guess that would be one thing um, that I can say I didn't uh, appreciate because it was just, yeah, I don't know if it was like an, I don't know, I can't say that was an editing issue, but just like a uh, uh, what's not uh, an under. Not an oversight, really. I don't want to say it was an oversight. 
No, but maybe it's oversight. I know. I mean, but like it was just not developed well. Yeah, That's what I want to say. I just didn't like that part. Like, well, there wasn't, wasn't an explanation of that. Right. But, that was weird. But anyway, that battle. I mean, it's good because I mean, it was they had impossible odds there because they mm-hmm. didn't really have anything to fight against. Yeah. Against the ad ads. I mean, other than the Millennium Falcon with Ray and Chewbacca, like there's really right. there's no, there nothing. was nothing. They they had nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I was like, Surprised they even had that. Those. Right. I mean, that's the bottom line, mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, there was nothing they were going to be able to do. So as essentially, it was, you know, you know, Luke coming in at the last mm-hmm. second to be the hero. Right. The only thing that saved them. Which was, you know, unfortunately predictable. I mean, we knew he was going to come. But it wasn't predictable. In the you don't sense. think it was predictable that no, he was no, going to come? No, this is another situation, I think, where they subverted expectations. Because mm-hmm. it, didn't, it didn't turn out the way we thought it was going to turn out. Which was what? What did you think? It, how did you think it was going to turn out? Um, well, Luke wasn't really there. I mean, I mean, he wasn't really there, but he came to help. That's what I'm saying. The obvious, like, he, he was going right, to come to help. But, I'm, but yeah, of course. But I'm saying, yeah, but it didn't... It didn't. It played with your expectations. So yeah, like, oh, yeah. Luke's coming. He's he he's gonna do his Luke Skywalker thing. Oh man, <laughs> he's standing there. He's gonna confront Re, uh, Kylo Ren. Oh man, he he survived all those laser blasts. Like he is like the goat. Right. And then <laughs> you know he's fighting Kylo Ren, and then it's like okay, he's gonna do that, and then they're gonna be able to escape. And you come to realize, oh, that wasn't even Luke. He was projecting that, which was like an awesome twist. Oh, it was very awesome. Yes. Because I didn't notice something was up with that. Like, when did you know? Well, I don't know. I didn't know that's what Luke was doing, Mm -hmm. but I knew something was something was odd when he showed up, Mm -hmm. and you know his hair was all brown. You know his hair was short. Yeah, it was shorter and browner. Browner. His hair and his beard. Right. And I was like, yo, like. Did he like, you know, hook up some just for men <laughs> Grecian formula thing like on the trip there? Like, I was like, that was I was I thought that was like so weird. I was yeah. like, wait a minute, like, and I was like, well, I guess maybe he decided he wanted to look his best, and just, and I just like whatever. And then, but then when he was they were shooting at him with the lasers, and he came out of that, I was like, okay, I'm calling shenanigans on this. Like, yo, I know he's a Jedi and can do a lot of stuff, but I was thinking. That's ridiculous. Like, he should be dead. And he yeah. didn't die. And there was an explanation of why he didn't die, because he was never really there. So, That's that was... Awesome. Pr- it was good, and it was a twist that was... That was made... That made sense and was explained. It wasn't like a... Mm-hmm. You know, one of those twists, just for the sake of a twist, and mm-hmm. then there's no real explanation of how it happened. Like, no, it was right. actually within the confines and, and the universe of this story that mm-hmm. the twist was... was, was uh, you know, reasonably explained. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we should have all uh, gotten the the. We should have all questioned it when he just appeared there, <laughs> and that was hilarious. Because didn't somebody in the movie was it Finn or was it, it, it was that was like, that, how did he get in here? Yeah, like <laughs> they were like because they were like cause, cause supposedly there was no other way out, and they were like, right. well. Well, he got in here somehow. Like, how did he get in here? And I guess they never realized he wasn't really there, right? Once he went out, like... No, they left. They left, so they didn't know in the end, like, what really happened. They they don't know, yeah, that he wasn't there. I mean, so, because they know that he's, you know, he died. Leia can feel it and and Ray can feel it. But they don't realize that he died by, like, back 
you know, back at his home. He, right. He didn't, he wasn't actually on the planet. Right. I mean, because he did a job, like, you would think, you thought he was real, especially when he gave Leia, Leia the, the, the little trinket like or whatever. dice, whatever they were. Little, yeah, I guess those are Han yeah. Solo's. Mm-hmm. Um, but then those disappeared as well. So there was, all this was just an astral projection by, by Luke, using all that he had of the Force to to project himself there. Yeah, I mean, that was... Yeah, and it's like those little, like, dice or whatever. Like, how was she able to hold them? Because then, he made it... He, like, his, he used like it so crazy. strong enough to make it solid, to make it feel like it was real. That's crazy. I mean, you're just going to have to accept that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was... Um, yeah, what I was also going to say, like, what did you think about, like, Finn, like, trying to take one for the team and, like... Well, I'm and glad, then, and then subsequently, what do you think about Rose like saving him and like that whole? Well, I'm glad Finn didn't die, well, right? Yeah, for obvious reasons, because you know I never want to see the brothers die, <laughs> and also because it would have been lame for a you know a sense of a character of color. It's like okay, they're gonna make the ultimate sacrifice. Like that's yeah. lame and cliched trope. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad he didn't die. He, like making the ultimate sacrifice, that would have been whack. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing with Rose, I don't know, that's kind of weird, because, um, you know, the first movies, The Force Awakens, kind of set it up as though that maybe Finn and Rey could be a love interest situation. Right. And then for, you know, this thing with Rose saving Finn and then kissing him seems to, like, go against that, what yeah. was already established, mm-hmm. and, and I don't see how he would quite honestly, be interested in her <laughs> because, like, you know, she seems more like a little sister type. Yeah. You yeah. know, so I don't know. Maybe it's like a, more like a red herring. I mean, it's kind of like when in the original Star Wars, at one point, Luke kissed Leia. Yeah, right. And then, and then you know, they find out the next movie um, that their brother and sister. <laughs> right. And I think that was more of George Lucas just kind of making it up as he went along. So <laughs> I think this might go in the opposite direction where you think, oh, they're setting this up for them to be together, but yeah. actually it's going to be Finn and Ray, especially because mm-hmm. like how much Finn cares for Ray. Right. And how like he was willing to do, you know, taking all these risks to rescue her in the first movie and then in, th- in this movie, and the last movie, sorry. Right. And then in this movie, how he was going to, you know, abandoned ship, you know, I mean, Rose thought he was right. just trying to, you know, be a deserter, but he was actually trying to go and go find Ray and get Ray so that way, mm-hmm. you know, she won't come back to, like, this destruction that's going to happen because of the, the First Order are tracking them mm-hmm. and there's no way to shake them. Right, yeah. I agree with you. Like, yeah, I'm glad he obviously he didn't die. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, I kind of, like, but that was one of those scenes where I, I was kind of like, okay, like, he's obviously not going to die. Like, <laughs> I would really suck if he did. So, um, yeah, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I'll say this, though. I, I, I knew he wasn't going to die, but I did not really expect Rose to, like, knock him out of the way. I don't know what I expected to happen, but I was surprised by that. Like, that surprised me because I just didn't like expect that to happen so um but that was cool like i mean yeah their whole like little relationship um will be interesting to see what happens in the next movies i'll just say that like i i I have no idea like how any of that's going to go down if he's eventually going to end up with ray or or what but it'll be interesting to see how all that progresses um speaking of finn and rose what did you think of their little like adventure together 
like going to, the, to, to the casino to planet the casino to planet. look for the code breaker. Right. But before we get to that, let's talk okay. about how, you know, Ma's got another little cameo in this movie. Yeah, I was Lupita. glad. I was wondering where she was going to show up. Yeah. Yeah, they, <laughs> and she was the one who said they had to go to this planet to find a code breaker right. who was wearing like a lapel of like a yeah, flower, flower or something. Flower, red bloom, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that, that sequence was also funny to me how, you know, they showed her, like they were talking to her like via... Star Wars FaceTime. Skype. <laughs> yeah, Skype. They were Skyping with Moss and she was like having some issues with a she had a union problem as she said. Right. <laughs> she was having a battle. But <laughs> where though? Because like her situation got destroyed last yeah, her, movie. Her so place, where was she? I don't know, but it, I think that's kind of funny because I guess that she's gonna be one of those characters, like just one of these like random characters who's just mm-hmm. like always got something going on. Right, yeah. And which I, is so funny. But I thought it was but also I thought it was also it was funny, but interesting like how i guess we can just only assume off screen between movies mm-hmm. the the resistance rebels knew mm-hmm. Maz or were introduced yeah. to Maz because poe because didn't poe po wasn't there in the first right. movie when That's they met Maz. Little, like wait a minute but he was up there calling her and talking to her asking her for yeah i'm like help. how do you get her number right exactly <laughs> how'd you get Maz's number dude like you right. don't know her like right. You know, that was like Han Solo's, you know, right. ace, you know, right. that was his girl. So. That was his connection there, yeah. So, I, yeah, I was wondering that, too. But, uh, yeah. So, that was, that was kind of funny that she set them on the path of going to find the, um, mm-hmm. the, the Code Breaker. And, I, you know, that's something I liked about the movie was the whole sequence on the casino planet. Yeah, that was um, my next favorite. I liked that sequence. because it was... It was a way to expand the the universe mm-hmm. of the of this whole story, where yeah. you know it it goes beyond okay, just this whole empire versus rebels and the skywalkers yeah. and the jedis. Because it, it to me it was <clears throat> it was cool to see a different planet where there was just rich people living their lives. Not yeah. that I wanted to see rich people, but it, it, to me <laughs> right. it, it offers a fuller picture of the universe that's being depicted in the in these stories mm-hmm. and it also showed to me it's like not everyone in the universe was concerned about the empire slash first order running right. things you know these are folks out there who probably don't care about the war or which side is right yeah and that was also alluded to by benicio del toro's character mm-hmm. um you know playing that thief who helped them break out so i think his name was dj dj i don't thank, know what his name was that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just calling Benicio del Toro. I think from what I was reading, it his okay. name is Ida. Yeah. And then any like how he pointed out that the owner of the ship that they ended up stealing was probably a weapons dealer who sold, who ended up selling weapons to both the Empire right. and the Resistance. And yeah. I, I like that because like to me, you get caught up into it's, it's the Skywalkers, it's the Solos, it's the Jedi's, mm-hmm. and the back and forth. But it's like a right. huge galaxy, and you gotta you right. have to imagine like. Not everyone is involved in this conflict. Yeah. You know, there's other yeah. other planets and systems where these people are like, look, I ain't got Living nothing their to lives. do. My name is Bennett and I ain't in it. You know, I got nothing yes. to do with any of that. Like, they probably, like, are like, you know what? Things are good here. I'm not getting involved. And I, and I saw that, you know, them having that casino planet kind of expanded that concept. And I really... I really enjoyed that mm-hmm. that that <laughs> part of it because it, it seems more like real life. It's like these people are probably like, you know what? They fighting, you know. I had nothing to do with that. Like we just doing our thing over here. Um, mm-hmm. And to me, that felt really kind of like realistic in mm-hmm. a way. Because you think about it, like in this day and age of 
you know, world politics, the geopolitics that we have going on here, there's like stuff going on in another country, right? Where right. it's like a civil war going on back right. back and forth. And it's like, that ain't got nothing to do with us. You know what I'm saying? Like right. we kind of live in our own lives, but mm-hmm. those people, they're really much in the thick of it and the right. fight. Right. <laughs> but it doesn't affect us. So we kind of like, you know, don't know what's going on. And I right. feel like that, this got to be the same way in this universe. Cause especially cause like when you think about all the rebels, how their numbers have quickly dwindled. And we know there's so many different worlds out there mm-hmm. from watching the other movies and like the other planets that they visit. You see all these people hanging out in bars. Mm-hmm. They go to plenty of places where there aren't like, uh, and you know imperial soldiers right exactly they go to these bars and you don't see one stormtrooper walking around it's right. like okay obviously they're not involved in the right <laughs> in this conflict right so i really like that aspect of it I, that was like my favorite part of uh the favorite aspect of them going to that planet and doing that scene just how mm-hmm. it expanded that that whole part of the story yeah, that there are people out there who aren't involved who aren't concerned who are just living life yeah what i was going to say too it's it does and it does open it up too for them to to do that more often later in later movies like i mean i don't know how many movies they plan to make in this franchise um but like yeah it does totally open them up to to open them up to go to other places um maybe not such a, a rich planet but just a, a kind of an everyday like People just living their lives and doing their thing, you know, type of situation. That's And that's one thing where, and this is about to turn into like a geek civil war situation, but that's one thing I think Star Trek has an advantage over Star Wars mm-hmm. is that the Star Trek oh, yeah. universe is very vast. Very and there's, vast. And there's, there's, yeah. there's so many different stories that Star Trek has told uh-huh. through the movies and television shows over the past 50 you know 52 odd years 53 years yes and you know in star wars we're on the eighth movie now and they're still doing the skywalker uh saga it's it's still related to which brings us back to the beginning like these people who expect things to kind of probably remain the same you know it's like why like aren't y'all tired of this aren't you tired of like hearing a skywalker story i mean it started (laughs) you know go to the prequels if you go chronologically Mm -hmm. by the you know the narrative it's like it starts with like anakin skywalker yes and it continues anakin skywalker and then you know uh he you know he he marries amadala and they have babies and then those babies are skywalker babies and they have the force (laughs) and then now like at this point it's like i'm tired of the skywalker story you know, to a degree, and that's something Star Trek does really well. It's like we've got so many different stories and 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 you know cultures and alien yes, races cult- yes. that are that are mine. I where, mean, maybe that's where they will maybe start to go. Well, that uh, forward, I, yeah, you know? I mean, I don't know because Ryan Johnson direct wrote and directed the Last Jedi. You know, he's already signed a deal with Disney to do another trilogy of star wars movies mm. right now mm-hmm. we have no idea what those movies are going to be mm-hmm. you know we don't know what they're going to be about but i think they're going to be separate from this skywalker saga mm-hmm. which is good because i'm just tired of it and that's one thing i, I also enjoyed about rogue one it was so oh, it was nice ta- yeah. tangentially related to the skywalker saga because it was yeah. kind of like a bridge uh, right. between episode three and episode four where it shows how they got the the plans to the Death Star. Mm-hmm. And it was a really, really good movie that was outside of this this overall story yeah. that they've been telling. And it was like, that was another mm-hmm. movie where they showed different worlds, different planets, mm-hmm. where it kind of like people just were kind of just living their lives yeah. you know, outside of the view of the, the Empire. Right. Um, and also gave a, a sense of 
the grittiness that goes on in other parts of the galaxy where you have mm-hmm. people who are scoundrels and thieves and murderers and all kinds right. of stuff and and that's what we got with the Benicio del Toro character. Yeah. When they met up with him, he was already in jail at the, on the casino planet, and he turns out to be a a oh. excuse me a scoundrel <laughs> who um he he's turned out to be a scoundrel and he remained a scoundrel. He right. wasn't like a scoundrel in a Han Solo. He showed sense. you who he was. He yeah, like <laughs> Q Dennis Green. He, he is what change. we thought he is. Yeah. And. It goes back to subverting people's expectations. They probably thought like, "Oh, well, he he sold them out, but he didn't really sell them out. He's gonna he's gonna really he's gonna turn around. And he's gonna help them, or this was part of a bigger I, plan." And like, I kind of thought that because that's kind of what you see in a lot of part, movies. That's what you expect, like the guy. But he didn't. He was like, "Nope, nope, he's out. <laughs> I got the money, and, and I'm out, <laughs> and I'm out." So that was that was cool. That mm-hmm. you know, we got to see more of scoundrel type character in, in right. these movies. Right. Yes, I think that. Yeah, I'm glad that, like, the things that I thought were going to happen, um, and not based on, like, any expectations that I had for this particular movie or franchise, but just just general expectations. If you watch a lot of movies like this, and and you keep bringing up Star Trek, um, and other, like, sci-fi stuff, like, whether it's TV shows or, or, or movies, like, you see a lot of the same themes, the same ideas, the same um, execution of, uh, of plots, um, around a lot of, uh, it doesn't even have to be sci-fi, honestly. It could be any type of like action movie or whatever. You see just a lot of different, or you just, you see the same um, kind of uh, notions uh, brought up. Like, okay, here you have this scoundrelly guy and he like sells people out and you think he's going to change and he doesn't. Like, you've seen that in a ton of movies, I'm mm-hmm. sure. So even though I had that expectation too, because we're just used to that. We don't think about that. We're used to really seeing that in a lot of TV and movies. But I'm glad when I'm like proven wrong. I'm glad when a character, you know, they're they don't do what I expect them to do. And to me, that's like the ultimate thing. Like if you're a movie goer, if you love movies or you love TV or both, whatever, like you should. Yeah, like it's 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 normal to me in this day and age to have like those sort of like, oh, that guy's going to be like that. Watch, you know, it's normal to have those thoughts. But when they don't end up being like that, when they like, you know, they just totally do what you don't expect them to do like I think that's great which again kind of just goes back to what you know this whole movie's about like everybody was expecting this movie to be something and it and clearly it is not for those people Mm -hmm. because they hate it um yeah like I think you should like you know something like this a franchise like you should want it to grow I mean I said that earlier like you should want it to grow you should want it to change you shouldn't want the same old thing like over and over it's like you're saying about the skywalker you know situation like it's just like we've been talking about luke skywalker and, and leia and han solo for a long time again that's why they have been saying we gotta let this die <laughs> we gotta move on so i appreciate that mm-hmm. um um any other oh yeah so yeah, the last fight scene, uh, back to kind of the what we were talking about, like in terms of action and adventure, I did, I did, we kind of already talked about like the Luke and the Ren fight. Um, in terms of like the execution of that, like, did you, what did you think about it? Like seeing them, quote unquote, I say quote unquote battle, because it really wasn't a battle. Because, <laughs> I mean, like I said, Mark Hamill is 66, so. I don't know what we expected him to do because I was just like, how is this going to go down? Because um, true, not gonna... Mark Hamill is is younger than Ada Guinness was when he 
when he did the original Star Wars, and he was up there fighting Darth Vader. I think he, I think he is. I don't know. Oh, but Maybe. I mean, I'm just saying in general, he's an older guy. He's no young spring chicken. So I, you know, I was kind of like, oh, okay, this is cool. Like I was excited to see, you know, just, just see them standing there with the lightsabers. And I was excited. Yeah. But then I was like, okay, what you going to do, Mark? But you know, Luke has like the force, force in him. And I right. think the force embiggens even the oldest man. Yes. Where, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> with, so I think like even if he was, I mean, look at Yoda. I mean, you mm-hmm. don't. Re- I don't think you saw this one, but an Attack of the Clones. Yoda is like an old little yeah. dwarf thing, and Yoda was like doing all kinds I've, of stuff. I've seen in that movie. like scene, yeah, like, I mean, yeah I've when, seen, like... when he was fighting uh, mm-hmm. uh, Christopher Lee. Because I don't remember Christopher Lee's movie in the Attack of the Clones, but that fight scene with the library, like character, character, <laughs> and Attack of the Clones, like. Yeah, Yoda was like all over the place, and yeah. I didn't question it because like, oh well, just, you just have to suspend disbelief little, and believe he's, that he's a little, he's a little thing though. Yeah, I mean, whatever. You have to suspend disbelief. Yeah, no, no, I, no, I understand, but yeah, like, um, yeah, I mean, did it, well, did like the matchup? Were you excited to see it? First of all, I'm just trying to ask questions. Like, were you excited to see them like face off? Like, was it exciting to no. you to like finally get to this point? Because we kind of, I think. No, because I knew, well, in a sense, I knew it, it wasn't going to end with Luke winning. Mm-hmm. I mean, because if, if Luke, quote unquote, won, I mean, then what's the episode nine going to be about? What's the next <laughs> movie? So I knew, in a sense, that he was going to end up winning. You know, I didn't, you know, obviously, as you know, I said, I didn't see the You twist. mean like winning, like defeating Ren, like killing yeah. Ren? Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, I, you know, it's either going to end up with you Ren winning, actually winning the battle, mm-hmm. or... With Luke, like, you know, Ren's doing something where he d- injures Luke and they have to escape yeah. and they take Luke and they get out of there. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't, like, that excited about it. Yeah. Um, In, in that sense. Yeah. But, I mean, it was still cool in the sense of, like, oh, we get to see Luke, Jedi- Luke Skywalker do some more Jedi stuff. You know, we haven't seen right. him do anything up until that point. Right, yeah. Since cool. the original movies, you know. I will say, like, a couple things. First, like, yeah, so, you know, we see Ren bring out all the guns. He's like, fire everything we got, which is ridiculous. And, oh, boy, what's his name? Hux. He was looking at him like, what? (laughs) He was so annoying, can I just say. But anyway. um, Well, let me speak to that. Because this is a common theme that runs through all the movies. Mm -hmm. It's just amazing to me. How you have these Imperial First Order officers, whoever they are, yeah. who do not possess the Force. Right. But they are always popping off at those who do. Right. It's like with Vader. <laughs> like, when you go think back to the original Star yes. Wars movie, A New Hope. And yes. then, like, you have these, like, generals who would, like, talk down the yeah. Vader. And I'm like, yo, you Did- know he's picking up people with his hand. You know, and crushing and crushing the their life. throats right. and, and choking them out, and that happened on more than one occasion with the chokehold, right? By by Vader in the original movies, and then that's happening and again in this movie. In the Force Awakens, Hux was doing the same thing where he's like talking back, you know, giving yeah. talk back to back talk to to Ren. And I'm yeah. like, you do know this guy literally like can is like a wizard. He can do whatever right. he wants, right? Using his hand, was, his thoughts, and his mind, and yet you're still up here popping off at the mouth. That makes so no sense happy to me. When he like pushed him to the side on on the whatever they were, you know, when they were stand, when they were all. 
fire, you're about to fire all these guns, and you like, you know, it was taught. I don't know what Hux was saying at that point, but <laughs> Ren was just like, <laughs> he just pushed him out of the way. I was like, thank you. Like, shut up, dude. Like, what are you doing? Like, I don't you, understand. Like, you don't run this, really. <laughs> right. It's like you were, you were giving, you know, back talk to a dude who could snap your neck at the flick of a wrist. Right. Like, there's no doubt a about finger, it. There's really. nothing stopping him just from, go, Tink. <laughs> from killing you. But yet, you're sitting up here giving him talk back. Like, being, you know, in I don't even say insubordinate, just being like, well, uh, insubordinate. Well, but he, but in a sense, he wasn't his subordinate. Like he was a general of the imperial army, so he was sure. essentially kind of like the the military boss. Where Ren was more like, let's say, chief of staff. You know, more <laughs> like if Smoke Snoke was the president, like yeah, Ren was more like chief of staff who executed his orders, and so he wasn't really his you know, his boss, but on the other hand, but this guy can kill you. So why are you like talking back to him at every moment you get? Right. Yeah. Very frustrating. He was so annoying. But anyway, um, what was I going to say? Sorry. I, I was going to say some things about that last sequence. Um, about Hutz? No, it wasn't about him. It was about the fight. Hmm. That's why I don't like to get off tangent. Um, Oh, so what I was going to say was I first I I I wish like when you were speaking towards Luke and using, you know, we finally get to the scene where we've got Luke and Ren facing off and Luke using his power. Yes, that's what I was going to say was I actually wish he he was there first. And then like I wish he was first of all, I wish he was there and I wish that he really did use the force like because. Yeah, I mean, we saw him use the force. Obviously, at the end, we he wasn't there. That's what he was using the force for. But it would have been cool to see him like deflect all of the the lasers, whatever. Right. Like, yeah, it would have been cool to see something sweet done with that. Like, maybe he formed a shield <laughs> or something. Like, I don't know. Um, so that was one thing that I kind I kind of wish it happened, but you know, whatever. It turned out well. Um, and there was something else I was going to say, and we can just move on because I, I, I really can't remember what else I was going to say about it. But, um, yeah, overall, that was, I mean, it ended up really cool. The audience, like, again, was <laughs> in our theater was like, oh, he's not there. And, yeah, yeah, it was, um, that that was that was very unexpected. I'll just say that. I did not uh, think that that was going to happen like that. So mm-hmm. that was really cool. And um, everybody in our theater seemed to think it was cool, too. So, <laughs> Um, yeah, but then it was like, I, I like though, so the good thing, I just remember what I was going to say, the good thing about him not being there was that he got to go, he got to die on his own terms. Yeah. So I guess, you know, it, I liked what they did there instead of him, right, like, I don't know, dying at the hands of Ren. Right. He died Ren on his didn't own. kill him. Yes. Right. Yeah. Because like, yeah, I was like. That would suck if he kills Luke because he killed his father, you know, killed Han. And then, like, you know, that that would suck to have him kill somebody else. I mean, it wouldn't suck, per se, but it was just cool the way they did that. So that's what I was going to say about that. Um, okay. Okay, so that was all the stuff I want to talk about. Actually, I don't know if there's any other action-y, adventure-y things that you want to discuss as far as, like, the story and elements of the story. Uh, I tried to pick out the big things. Well, one thing, um, you know, I mentioned shenanigans before about Luke surviving the the laser blast from the AT. Right. I was like, oh, that's a shenanigan, but kind of find I wasn't really Luke. Yeah. An even bigger shenanigan. 
was Leia. Okay. Yo, what was that? Oh, the... When she was blown out into space from the bridge. So, I saw some comments about, yeah. I mean... People were, like, not happy about I that, I mean, apparently. like, I was, I was, in a way, kind of shocked that, like, oh, wow, they're really going to kill Leia, like, really early in the movie, like, in the first act. Like, yeah. oh, that's... That's kind of bold, but I could see why because you know, she, yeah, yeah, they're gonna move the story along and all that stuff, right? But then, yeah, she's like, I know she's got the force. She's a Skywalker. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she's you know twins with with uh, twin sister of Luke, so she has the force just as strong as him. Mm-hmm. But come on, man, there's a lot of suspension and disbelief of the established parameters of this universe mm-hmm. that she gets blown into space. And yet she uses the force to like Mary Poppins her way back onto the <laughs> back onto the ship. Yeah. She's like Yandu and Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. I'm Mary Poppins. <laughs> I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. That's what she did. She kind of yeah. just like she put her hand up and she kind of just started floating. <laughs> right. I'm like uh, that, and I would say honestly, of all the things in this movie, <laughs> that was probably the one thing I could say unequivocally that I did not like. You did not like. There's it. lots you of stuff. That, there was a lot of stuff that I was like. Okay, that's all right, or I really liked it, but that's the only thing I would say in this movie I did not like. Mm, mm-hmm. I just didn't like that part. Like, you know what? They probably would have been better off just killing Leia <laughs> if they mm. were gonna have that that thing happen. Because mm. it wasn't like it would have been better if it was like maybe she was still in the bridge. Like maybe part of the bridge actually broke off. Right, and, and, she was out there with right inside of the inside bridge, of it, right. but the you know, but she was still within like the uh, the life support you know environment of the bridge, right? And then it's like, oh, but then she uses the power to like bring herself and the bridge back together right. with the ship, right? So then she can escape. Like that would have been cool, but mm-hmm. the fact that they said, oh, she's she's going to be in the vacuum of space where it's like I don't know, minus ten thousand degrees, so she would freeze instantly. <laughs> yes, or you know, that that to me was kind of ridiculous. I was trying to find this um, one tweet, but somebody like, yeah, spoke to that also and was like, when did, you know, she have this power? And, and someone was like, well, she's probably force sensitive because of like, you know, her being sister. Yeah, I think she, so, she has the force too. She yeah. just didn't like train it or own it. You know, right. Or own her uh, yeah. her power. So I, I think her being able to use it in that situation was more of like a survival technique. Right. And yeah. And so people were just kind of saying, like, from what I read, just people didn't understand, like, why have is this the first time we're really seeing her use her power like that? You know, they felt it was a little I th- bit. I think it's the, first, it's the first time. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. So that I guess that was just really it, the ba- the main thing, like. People uh, and then people start bringing up too. Well, like if that's the case, like how come other you know Jedi's didn't use their powers? Like somebody had mentioned, like Obi Wan, like using the power to pull the lever of the Death Star. Um, you know, like why, why, why in this moment? <laughs> you know, it's like why haven't people been using this power more well, I think like I, this? Well, I think it's, it's I think it was explained in the movie in the sense that like I think everyone to a degree in this universe has the force within them. Mm-hmm. Some people have it stronger than others and other people have also trained within the ways of the force and used their bodies mm-hmm. or used their, their minds and the mm-hmm. discipline to, you know, use the force more proactively. So, right. you know, I, I think that's clear. It's like, you know, Luke and, and, and Leia being from Anakin Skywalker, who was a, 
you know they established in the Phantom Menace has like mm-hmm. has the, a strong presence of mitochlorians that bull crap that says that suggests <laughs> that she's that he was very strong in the force like the okay, strongest yeah. in the universe that the that the emperor could feel right so them being his offspring would mean they would be very strong in the force as well. Even right. stronger than Obi-Wan Kenobi. So that's right. why any any argument that says, well, why couldn't Obi-Wan do this or any other Maybe. Jedi people, Mace Windu, it's like, yeah, they uh-huh. didn't have the same thing. And it's just like anyone who's, you know, some people have an innate natural ability to, you know, maybe they're, they're more they're smarter than other folks in the sense like, well, if both my parents were very intelligent and, you know, have advanced degrees and, you know, it's a long lineage and their their family, maybe f- for that particular person, it does, you know, they're able to accomplish more just because they have that lineage of, of these certain things. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean no one else can do it. It just maybe it comes easier to that person than, than other people. So, yeah. The, that argument just fails for me. I just think, yeah, she's stronger in the force, but she's never used it before. We've seen her use it before because she doesn't. She'd never been trained like in it. Like Luke, Luke went to, went to training and had training to try to use these things. And mm-hmm. her, it was probably more like I said, a, a survival instinct where it just kicked in. Like, oh mm-hmm. crap, I'm like about to die. Let me do something. Mm-hmm. And she never, because she didn't use it after that either. Like I don't think she, I don't think she could do it like that. But I think they established that everyone in the universe has some level of the force, and whether or not they use it or train in it is another thing. Yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. People were, you know. Talking about that, yeah, you were you were not alone with that. I didn't, ha- you know, I didn't feel one way or the other about that. I mean, I thought it was cool, but I mean, I can understand what people are saying, like you know, she'd never used it before, so why now? Blah blah blah. But I, but again, I don't. I'm like, I don't care. Like it was cool. Like she, <laughs> she didn't die, so I was happy <laughs> because I was like you. I was like, oh man, like they're gonna kill Leia already. Like oh, this is so early. This sucks. And and so yeah, I was I was happy that yeah, she was. <clears throat> she did what she did, so that was my thought about it. Mm-hmm. Um, any other things that you want to talk about as far as action is under her? Like, where are we? Uh, yeah, keep going. I was, we can move okay, on. we can move on. Well, I was gonna like kind of talk about uh, like relationships, um, and this might have been something that I mean, I don't know for sure, but like as you know, we've been talking about a lot of people have been not excited about this movie for whatever reasons, whatever expectations. And I was wondering if it was because of all the different kind of little moments that were inside this movie, the more heartwarming, like kind of touching moments. And, you know, again, like I was saying earlier, like you don't really find a lot of this stuff, not as, not as frequent or, I mean, I don't think they really got in depth with them, but like they were just frequent moments of where I felt like, you know, there were relationships. Um, and when I mean a really relationships, just seeing like two characters kind of like, well, relate to each other and just be, you know, in these moments where they're talking and, you know, you're finding out a little bit more. And I actually read a, a quote, or I just saw a quick quote from Ryan Johnson where he said that this movie was for that purpose to kind of establish more deeper um connections to the characters individually um so and that's exactly what i kind of felt less this movie did you know to explore the relationships um between people and individually so um for me you know i just thought that there were a lot of nice nice moments little heartwarming moments like between you know even though it was quick and maybe kind of weird you know the finn and rose 
like their whole little adventure together. And then at the end, you know, where she, you know, saves him from himself, you know, the quick little kiss. And, you know, he's like, whoa, like what is going on? You know, and then you see them back on the ship and he's like, you know, making sure she's okay. And, you know, that kind of thing. Those little moments like that, Finn and Ray, obviously, like, you know, when they finally see each other again at the end and the nice heartwarming hug. And, and then you have uh, Leia and Holdo, like at, again at the end before you know they leave the ship and she grabs you know they grab each other's hands and you know those moments were like were really nice to me Mm -hmm. and I appreciate stuff like that like I I personally I mean I love all the action and the adventure and all the stuff um but like those moments kind of round out or balance a movie to me so I appreciated them um, also I was going to say Ren, obviously Ren and Ray, like those conversations that they were having, um, which we know were forced by Snoke uh, or made possible by Snoke, but still like even those conversations that they had, um, were interesting. And I, and I kind of think that they, they just round out, a mo- rounded out the movie and, um, you know, just gave it something else besides like, you know, oh, we have to like. Um, figure out how to, you know, stop the Empire or the Order or whatever <laughs> we want to call them. It's like um, all these different names for the same thing. But yeah, like, you know, I, I like those moments. So, um, you know, it made me start thinking. That was like the first thing that kind of stood out to me when I started thinking about the movie um, and which actually made me feel like, yes, I like, really like this movie because of that stuff. I don't know if you have any thoughts to share about any of well, that. You're a better person than me because I, I don't care. <laughs> you don't care about that stuff. <laughs> I understand your point about making a more royal, more rounded movie. Because, um, yeah, a lot of the action and, and bombast and, and special effects, that stuff can fall on deaf ears or, or fall flat if mm-hmm. there's no emotion behind it that resonates. And, and I, I understand that. To mm-hmm. me, when it comes to Star Wars, it, that doesn't matter as much to me. Mm-hmm. But I, I can see why people would think that that's that's a big deal. I mean, that's why a lot of people like Empire Strikes Back is because mm-hmm. you saw the relationship between Han and Leia uh-huh. and how they fell in love with each other and expressed right. that love, and uh-huh. you know that it made it all that much more hurtful when when Solo was frozen in carbonite, yeah, um, by Vader for Jabba the Hutt. Mm-hmm. Um, for this movie, that didn't matter to me, maybe because I don't think it was done that well mm-hmm. i mean because empire strikes back is kind of like the the goat when it comes to that so mm-hmm. you know for emotional uh, resonance and mm-hmm. so this stuff didn't really resonate with me as much mm-hmm. but with ray and 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 kylo ren i am i would say i am glad that you know they didn't turn out to be like brother and sister because i thought that's where they were going to go uh-huh. with after the force awakens uh after watching that scene like you know she knew who her parents were right she was strong in the force and they kept like playing it as if they're opposite ends light and dark and i thought that was the direction they were going to go and say haha your parents are actually han solo and, and, and <laughs> right you yeah. know Especially because you know how broken up she was about Han Solo dying, and, and you know mm-hmm. how Ren killed her, uh, killed him, and she was saying yeah. like, "That's your father. Well, how could yeah. you do such a thing?" Mm-hmm. And I was, I was just for one, was just happy to find out that her parents were just drunkards who sold her off to some slave trader. That made me, <laughs> that made me feel a lot better than the alternative. I'm of sure her. she doesn't feel good about well, that. I'm sure she doesn't. <laughs> the, the better than the alternative of her of those being her parents, because that to me that would have been cliched and predictable. Right. So yeah. I'm glad that it's like no, there's no big like 
her her father is actually you know somebody else you know i i still feel like something is up i don't know why but like i hope i hope it's true like i mean again this information is coming from ren and he had ulterior motives, you know, remember, like, you know, he obviously wanted her and him to, like, rule the, the galaxy together or whatever. So I, I I, hope I can believe him. I don't know. But, but, but see, here's the thing. Like, I think it's a situation where he's telling the truth and she just Doesn't buried it. Her, and, yeah, buried it herself. Because she, you know, she was like, my parents are coming back. My parents are coming back. That's how, like, yeah. you know, the theme that was recurring in the, in the first Awakens, movie, yeah. Force Awakens. But I think it was more like... She just repressed the fact that, like, no, actually, your parents sold you. You know, kids do that all the time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they say, my father is, like, a spy or he's a yeah. secret agent or something. It's like, no, your father goes to the liquor store and plays scratch-off tickets. <laughs> like, your father, <laughs> you know, your father didn't go on a secret mission. He's getting drunk with Joe. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think that's, that's something she did. I just think, like, she just thought something big happened. You know, her yeah. Her, they left her and they were coming back. Like, no, I think that's that's pretty good and kind of quote unquote realistic about yeah. it. So, I mean, I'm gonna hold out hope until the next movie <laughs> and see what really you know what will happen with that. But um, hopefully, it's it's done. Yeah. Well, can we talk about Snoke and sure. we haven't talked about Snoke much at all? No, we haven't. Him getting sure. sliced and diced. Yeah. Um, so my, the relationship between Snoke and Ray, uh, uh, with Finn, mm-hmm. uh, Finn. Well, I guess we got Ren, Finn, Ray, Kai. It's just too much going on. Um, Snoke's relationship with Kylo Ren. Yes. That I have questions about that relationship because mm-hmm. okay. um, you know because Luke talked about how you know when when Kylo turned to the dark side, he said Snoke has gotten into him, gotten to him, and all that. And I, I don't know if it was ever explained, or is this something that's just that wasn't explained at all, and it's just off camera, or they're going to talk about it in some other form, TV show or book or something. But I want to know how did Snoke, like, how did he come to power? Like, how did how did Snoke become like that's... the head of the First Order? And then also, yes. how was he able to turn Kylo Ren? Like, if Kylo yes. is like training with with Luke, Luke Skywalker at the at the Jedi Monastery or wherever they had the training grounds, right? Like, how does Snoke get to him? You know, it's like because with with the the original uh, with the prequels, um, Palpatine was able to turn Anakin because they worked together. He was mm-hmm. Senator Palpatine. He orchestrated things to become. Um, you know the emperor of of the you know the head of the 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 of the republic because mm-hmm. he manipulated everything using this Jedi mind tricks and and subterfuge mm-hmm. like Trump. But I but it made sense that he was able to turn Anakin of all because considering all the time he had with Anakin and right. the, the conversations and how he manipulated things. Yeah. But how did Snow? Where did Snow come from that he was able to turn Kylo Ren and become like the head of the Empire? Like, yeah. I don't know if that was answered, and that is kind of a nagging. And we didn't thing to see me. anything from watching the Force Awakens again. Like, no, we so... watched the Force Awakens a week ago in preparation of seeing the Last Jedi and. There was no explanation about like where Snoke came from, as far as I know. Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, super fans, let us know in comments. <laughs> <laughs> right, let us know how that how that happened. Yes, 
But, um, uh, but I have no idea. I have no answers for you. But uh, yeah, that is a good question. Like, where did he come from? Yeah. And with respect to his relationship with with Kylo, and I thought it was funny that the biggest criticism I think everyone had about The Force Awakens mm-hmm. was Kylo being a whiny brat. Like, oh, yeah, emo, annoying. whiny brat. Mm-hmm. And Snoke, like, directly addressed that in the film. And I thought that was hilarious when mm-hmm. he told him, like, you know, take that ridiculous mask off your uh, face. And right. I thought that was so funny because yeah. he's like, "Look, man, you ain't start, you ain't Darth Vader. Like, what are you doing?" Yeah. Because when Darth Vader had his mask, it made sense. Like he was like, he was, like def- burned or you know, he was deformed, deformed and, right, and he yeah. and the mask helped him breathe. Right. Because you know he was all messed up from his fight with Obi Wan Kenobi. Right. So that made sense why Darth Vader had a mask, but like. <laughs> You know, Kylo Ren had this mask on just to be like, just, some, to, be, just to be some bad dude. And Snoke is like, take that mask off. Like you being ridiculous. Like, you weirdo. Take that off. And I thought that was great. And they, they really kind of addressed him being yeah. like this totally emotional, you know, rageaholic who like doesn't get his way. And he starts like hitting Smashing everything with lights, everything, right. lightsaber, lightsabers. Yeah. And uh, I like how they, you know, use Snoke to kind of address that criticism of mm-hmm. the last movie. Right. No, that was good. Um, yeah, you didn't see. You still saw a very angry uh, Ren, but yeah, he wasn't very uh, whiny after that and uh, bratty. So that, yeah, I that think was, that's a course correction. I think they realized Ryan Johnson already realized everyone talked about how whiny he was. So that was really yeah. annoying. Like that was mm-hmm. my problem with the first movie. What mm-hmm. uh, The Force Awakens was. He really acted like a kid, acting like a whiny <laughs> little brat the entire time. I'm like, come on, dude. Like. Mm-hmm. You need to make this guy a little bit more cooler and calmer, and actually more scary. And more scary. We were talking uh, with some people online about kind of like how he just wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't scary. Fearful at all. Like when Darth Vader first steps on the scene in New Hope, like he comes onto the ship and he's like, you know, he grabs an officer, hold him by his throat, and then like, you know, he has this voice and he just walks in like a G. You know, like a boss. Right. And it's like, yo, this dude is scary. <laughs> right. But then with Kylo Ren, it was like, oh, he's just a kid who doesn't get his way. So he's just going to mm-hmm. act like a little brat. Yeah, so. he wasn't like, yeah, scary at all. So it'll be interesting to see how his character develops further. Mm-hmm. Um, any other characters you wanted to go to? Well, uh, as far as about? Kylo Ren and, and Rey, I thought uh, an interesting aspect of that was, you know, that came out of it was, you know, because Luke kept talking about how Kylo Ren had all this darkness in him. He was dark. You know, he went evil, blah, blah, blah. And then he said he saw the same thing in, in Rey. Mm-hmm. And that was made him afraid. But I think the difference is with the key to, you know, Rey being the, the savior and the hero mm-hmm. is because, yes, she has that dark side. But in order for you to really have balance of the force and be the hero in, in this particular story uh-huh. is you have to have the light and the dark. Uh-huh. And that's the thing. Like she she has what you would say is uh that the whole balance of the force. Like of course she has you can't be like the person who has like all the light and like yeah you know because that also makes that kind of makes you vulnerable. You don't see things just like Luke didn't see uh you know see what happened with Kylo Ren happening. Um just like you know, I would say Obi-Wan didn't see the same thing with Anakin because he's like Mr. You know, Obi-Wan's goody two-shoes. He had all the light. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, <laughs> Kylo Ren is was the opposite. He has like all this darkness. And mm-hmm. if someone, you need someone who has that balance of light and dark. And I like that aspect of, of her character where they kind of establish that, yes, yeah, she has that darkness in her, but she also has the light. And that's what's 
that's what it's going to take to mm-hmm. like you know defeat the, the the evil forces someone who has you know like a little bit of edge to them some badness in them so to speak mm-hmm. yeah i mean i agree with that okay <laughs> <laughs> i was like trying to think what i was gonna say um no i i agree with that and i mean that's why i think she was seeking out um ren because she felt that you know well she she said she could see you know what was the word that she used at first when she was talking to him like that he i don't want to but i can't remember what she said exactly but it was like he, he wasn't like settled on the dark side Wait, like conflicted confli- there we go i was like what was yeah so yeah so i mean so that's kind of interesting too you know to think about that like perhaps he also has like a good balance no i don't think but so you don't think so no because if he, if he if he had the good balance he wouldn't have he would have been like all right now i'm you know i'm the captain now you know, he, <laughs> he went all i'm the captain now on on the empire and, and yeah. smoke you know it's like because, like, yeah, he, he had it in the sense that, like, he helped Ray and they killed Snoke. But yeah. then he didn't have enough of it to be like, yes, we're gonna we're not going to do this anymore. It was more like, yeah. well, I want to rule and you can rule with me. And I was like, no, no, that's not how this works. That's not how any and of this works. works. Right, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so yeah, that, yeah, she, he's too far gone. Like, she's okay. someone, I think, who has that balance. It's, just think of it mm-hmm. as a spectrum. Like, if you think of a, of a 100%, it's like he has, like, 20% light. And eighty percent dark, <laughs> uh-huh. and she's like fifty percent light, fifty percent dark. Mm-hmm. You know, he yes, he has some in him, but not enough to like, you know, be a good person and bring it and have it balanced. You think she has that much dark? I mean, I, I'm I just think in I a mean, sense like, that it's not, yeah. I, in a sense that I think she has both and it's even. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, that's just my guess. You know? Possibly because Luke seemed to think that she did like had a lot. Because of t- well enough to go towards it, like when right. they were do- when he was yeah, and I doing think she, I think it's lesson. all about the balance. I mean, they, that's kind of what was alluded to in the in the trailers that were released for Last Jedi months ago. It's kind of like it's all about the balance, you mm-hmm. know, who's going to bring balance to the force. Like it's not the, the balance isn't you have a person who's light or a good guy wearing the white hat and a person who's dark, a bad guy wearing the, the, the black hat. Mm-hmm. It's not like one and you know, one and one. It's more like one person has both within them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's how it's supposed to, to go. Yeah. All right. Well, I was gonna just finally uh take our conversation to the uh issues and concerns portion, if you are cool to talk about Sure. I mean, you go ahead. And I already spoke, you spoke a lot about, about my issues and concerns. Yeah. But. So some of the things. Now, these were things I'll explain to the audience that these were things that I didn't necessarily have issues or concerns with. I was kind of doing some digging online and reading tweets of people. Finally, you know, I could finally read some stuff since I've seen the movie now. And these were things that came up um, for other people and that I also sort of agreed with, but maybe had a different. Well, I agreed with in the sense of like, oh, yeah, that's a good thing to bring up. Like, that's, you know, interesting. But I didn't necessarily feel the same way that these people did. Right. So basically, this stuff is kind of like jogging my memory about it. Okay. anyway. So um, first, some people thought that there wasn't enough Poe in this movie, which I didn't. I see what they're saying, but I didn't really necessarily agree with it. I thought we saw a good amount of Poe. I didn't think that like. 
maybe what they're saying is that we didn't get more in depth with Poe. Like, yeah, we more didn't get development. Into, we didn't get so more I can, development. I can go yeah. with that. But I thought we saw. We saw him. a lot of Poe. I guess they said they didn't get to see a lot enough of Poe being the hero. Hero and That's flying around. And yeah, I mean, piloting. some at the beginning, the first fight, the uh, first, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, dog fight battle in, in space and, <clears throat> yeah. you know, his whole thing with um, the mutiny uh, and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. he. Um, he was in it a lot, you know. Yeah. He was in it through, 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 throughout. So, I think that he he was in it a fair amount. You yeah, know, I, I just don't... think people are just like they didn't get him to be because you know what they're kind of expecting. They're expecting him to be Luke Skywalker in a sense that like right. Luke was the one, or Han Solo and, even kind of yeah. Luke that. was the one in in A New Hope who you know destroyed well partially destroyed the death star right because he was the one who had the force and he was flying yeah. the the fighter uh-huh. and so that's what they're expecting like the big hero moments from him uh-huh. but also that's kind of addressed in the movie where you know he had to learn the lesson of like it's not about trying to be the hero like he kept trying to be the hero and said we got to do this got to do this and leia uh-huh. and hodo are trying to you know express to him it's like no it's not about being the hero it's about doing what's right and trying to get the glory you know right. so I think that was kind of shown in in the in the narrative. Some people also felt like he didn't, they didn't see enough of him being a part of the team. So like you know, before it was like he was a part of the team. In the Force Awakens, he was a part of the team. There's this team mission, and then but there wasn't like, much team action at all in this movie. Well, that's what they were saying. That's their critique. from anyone. Well, okay. Well, from him, like they just felt like he was like not like on the team like he was kind of like out there and then and then subsequently there are people who are like overall yeah this wasn't like a team effort type of movie like you've got Poe doing his thing you've got Finn and Rose doing their thing you had Ray out doing her thing like so there was that was a critique overall too that there wasn't enough team effort like so I was just kind of like but like they can't all do things together all the time, can I mean, I? are these the same people? Are these, <laughs> are these same people who loved Empire Strikes Back? Because Empire Strikes Back, the well, they entire, were all over the place, right? Well, like, an entire movie, Empire Strikes Back, pretty much was like Luke hanging out in the swamp with Yoda. <laughs> like in the beginning of the movie, he's you know it's the team, you know they're on, on the planet Hoth, mm-hmm. and then Luke goes and leaves and goes to train with Yoda. Right, he's gone for most of the movie, and then Han and Leia are gone. Right, right? and then Luke comes back at the end. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of like what's been happening on this show. I mean, in this movie, <laughs> it's like there's not much of the team action. Like the team action is very rare when you think about it. I mean, there was some mm-hmm. teamwork in the first movie. Mm-hmm. A New Hope, and it was a little in Return of the Jedi, but for the most part, it's kind of like characters in different parts of the galaxy doing different things. Mm-hmm. Okay, that that is yeah. That I mean, I think that's just I don't know. Like I don't understand how anybody would want them all together all the time. Like I mean, well, you know who's better all the time? Star Trek characters, the Enterprise. They be hanging tight, man. They are tight. So for all you Star Wars fans who think they should be together as a team, come on over to Star Trek. <laughs> if you if you, if you tired, if you tired of Jedi's off on their own doing their own <laughs> videos, come on over to Star Trek. That's what the, you need to do. You are welcome. <laughs> all anyway. are welcome. All right. So that was uh, one issue concern that people brought up, which I like. I said I understood what they were saying, but then it's like, okay, but yeah, everybody can't be together all the time. And I think, don't you see that in a lot of movies and stuff? Like, people are like, hey, you guys are going to do this, and we're going to go over here and do this and figure it out, we're going to meet back here, and 
It's just, other, it's just the other nitpick that people are having. That's like I mean, a, it's yeah, ridiculous. It's, so. it's ridiculous. I mean, how many movies do you see where people split up and try to tackle a problem and come back together? Like, I, I didn't understand that. But I thought it was worth mentioning. Um, okay, so other story fails um, that people kind of brought up or felt like was not great. Um, Holdo, I cannot say that. Holdo's plan. Like, was it good or not? Nah? So her plan to, like, basically, you know, what Poe found out later was, like, oh, she's basically going to evacuate the ship, you know, at the end, you know, into the little pods or stuff. Like, and then she didn't tell people that's what her plan was. Like, um, I didn't think that was, I don't know. It it was, I feel like the story itself, that was maybe, could have been executed better. Maybe that's why I, I didn't, like, I felt the same way. Like, I didn't, I didn't like the plan, but I don't know if I didn't really like the plan or was it like the story just didn't, like, I don't know. Because I, I just wonder, like, what's, what was the benefit of her not telling Poe or anybody else? Like, why keep that from them, I guess? Like, what would, like, I mean, all that would have really ensued was her maybe fighting with him about it, arguing back and forth with him about it. If she just told him up front what was going to happen and then him not liking it and he could go and saunter off and be mad about it. But like, yeah, I mean, I didn't understand like why they felt the need that she needed to keep that. It's in the script. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, that's just what it is. <laughs> that's the answer that it's in the script. I mean, it, I, there's no logical reason for that. Yeah. I didn't, but to me, it's not a fatal you know, a, a fatal error or mistake to the movie. It's like, yeah, that could have been the only better. thing I will say, I think it was in a sense a little bit of a mistake because it kind of like, But I'm not saying it wasn't a mistake. I'm saying it wasn't a fatal out. mistake as in like it ruined the movie. No, I mean, it didn't I just think it was just it. a little thing. It's like, ah, they should have done that better, but whatever. I it mean, didn't ruin I don't it, but don't much. you think it was a big part of the moody, movie that they were just sitting there with, like, I have to say they weren't sitting is, anywhere. They were they were still traveling. They were they were traveling ahead. I mean, that was the whole point. Like, well, they, they didn't make that clear because I did not think that they were traveling. No, they were still going. They they were they were that was the thing. They were able to stay ahead. Like with their fuel, they're traveling ahead of the other ship, and they they didn't want to do another jump because that was to be that was gonna be their last jump. No, and I understand they could be that. So I didn't understand. Just that think they of it like moving. yeah. Just think of like one ship in the ocean traveling, and then another ship is like. 10 miles back and well, I just have to say following that was, them along. For me, poorly executed because I didn't think they were moving. They were, they were, I they thought were they still, were stationary. No, they were moving. Because here's the thing, like, I mean, I guess regardless whether they sat or not, they were still going to be like losing fuel. Like, I mean, like they were still going to be like using. They were trying to stretch it out fuel. as much as possible. I mean, that's what it was. I mean, they were trying to get. No, I totally get that. I just, hey, okay, my critique is. I thought it was poorly executed because I, I mean, maybe I'm a stupid one. Maybe I just didn't realize that they were actually moving in space. Like every time they showed that, it looked like they were sitting there. So that's just me. I would love to know if anybody else thought that because now I feel like an idiot because I really did not know that they were moving yeah. because it didn't make, because it makes sense that they were just sitting there and using fuel. Like it did like that. It's like you're sitting in your car idling. You know what I'm saying? You're 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 not going anywhere, but you're wasting or using fuel. So that it made sense to me. They that were they just were sitting there because then you would think if they were just sitting there, why didn't the 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 Empire just come up next to them and just blast them out the way? Well, they had the shoes up. But they but they just if you notice blast it, them out how but, like I mean when, but the the point was it just it was just like a big caravan. It was like the lead ship and then those two smaller ships where you're calling them the support ships. 
and then behind them was the the empire so mm-hmm. it was pretty much they they had a they had a head start mm-hmm. you know and they were going at such a speed that the empire wasn't going to be able to catch up to them until they ran out of fuel so mm-hmm. just think of it they just got a head start and they're both going 80 miles okay, an hour i think i remember them saying something about that and and again <laughs> if that's the case if that was the case it didn't look like that on screen okay. it did, to me it looked like if that's what they were doing if they were ahead every time they showed those shots of the you know the empire firing on them they looked very very close like it did not look like oh there's some space like they're far ahead and they're back here it did not look like that that's okay. just me i just felt like it was all right they were just right on top of them the entire time that's i don't know so i i kind of did actually and going along with that like to me like back to her plan and whatnot like i i don't know i i did I didn't enjoy how it, 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 I guess, yeah, I'll just say pace the movie. That was, I just talked about that pacing. I thought this was long. Uh, I thought the movie was long and it, I think they could have cut it down some more. I thought like maybe the story, this part of the story where, okay, this is going to be our plan to, you know, we're just going to like, you know, be ahead of them and we're going to have these shields up, blah, blah. I don't know. Like, I didn't, I, it was, and other people felt the same way too. It just kind of, it was a little bit boring, I guess. Like that was, it was kind of weird. I don't know. Maybe it was because of the time frame that they gave in the story. Like, okay, we've got 18 hours. Maybe it was too long. Maybe it should have been like, let's start off at 10 hours to kind of like cut down because like, yeah, they're just all kind of there in the ship and there's nothing really, I don't know. It was just, that was just a little bit boring to me and just a little bit like yeah they could have done something in the story to make that like work a little bit better so it didn't seem so like i mean every time they just went to the ship it was like we're still here all right 18 hours all right now we got down to six hours (laughs) i don't know it was just very i don't know that that was something i agree with people on that um pairing rose and finn together people didn't seem to enjoy that um i thought it was interesting i didn't expect that i did hope that you know we would get to see more of ray and finn together but you know i mean i didn't i didn't hate it i didn't hate them together um doing their little adventure and stuff i thought it was cool fine you know whatever Mm -hmm. but yeah i did it i i did hope to get into this movie and see um ray and and finn do some stuff together so um, so I can understand how people felt about that. Um, and those were like the main things, like as far as like what I saw that people had a lot of like issues and concerns for. I mean, a lot of people just kept saying like, this just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And like, I was just disappointed. Like people well, were very vague. Fault. Yeah. Like if you came in with expectations or these theories yeah. that you read on Reddit and, and stuff like <laughs> right. that. Like, that's on you. Like, yeah, that's why no. I purposely avoid all the spoilers. Like, all only my only knowledge of the film going in was watching the trailers. That was it. I didn't read yeah. any articles. I didn't even watch too any many tweets, of the trailers. Any reviews. Mm-hmm. I didn't read anything because I don't want my expectations to cloud my enjoyment of the film. And I enjoyed it. Like, I didn't have any expectations. I didn't have any little yeah. tidbits of information. I mean, we talked about that uh, a bit in the last podcast, how I, like, I'm to the point where I try to avoid 
yeah. information about stuff beforehand because I feel like I'm a pretty good guy and I'll I'll figure things out. You know, if like if I yeah. if I hear something about a certain character or something, and even though in in a vacuum out of context, it may not seem like a spoiler, mm-hmm. but then when I start thinking about everything around it and putting it together, then I find out a little bit more information that way, and then it's like, oh yeah, so. I kind of just stopped doing that now. So for me, I yeah. had no expectations going in, and then I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. As did I. And on that note, I think we need to wrap up because we are going really Wrap long. it up, B. So I, that's all I have to say. Overall, people will say this podcast was long like the movie. Yeah. And they said the pacing was bad, and they say, ah, it got kind of dragged in the middle. So we don't want them to say that. No. <laughs> so we're going to stop now. Um, hopefully this did not drag in the middle. Uh, <laughs> but uh, if you guys have any thoughts and comments, concerns, please contact us via Twitter or on our various uh, podcasting uh, websites. You can find the link in the description. Yes. And yeah, you can please leave us reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't want to do it, but I guess I'm going to have to start following everyone else's uh everyone else's idea of if you give us a five-star review (laughs) on itunes we will read your review on the next podcast yes i'm i'm putting it out there all right i I, i'm i'm finally doing it we gotta do what we gotta do gotta do what we gotta do to get these (laughs) reviews in so please leave us reviews on itunes google play all those places yes holler at us on the social medias we listed all those in the beginning of the podcast i'll also be in um the description but thank you so much for listening hope you made it this far we know it was long but yo this was a very long movie <laughs> and there was a lot to talk and about there was a lot to talk about and we wanted to do more than just you know the regular kind of recaps we wanted to really get in depth and talk deeply <laughs> sort of deep <laughs> about um what happened what we thought um and what we thought about the movie so anyway thanks for hanging with us and hope you have a good night thanks goodbye bye